0: you've tuned in to the lovely travels podcast where we talk about all things travel and adventure my name is emma Lovell, also known as lovely and i have a mission to visit every un-recognized country in the world while raising awareness for mental health join me as we revisit some of my past adventures speak to fellow travelers and interesting locals all while following the journey to 195 countries i'll be joined soon by my co-pilot darius in germany and sometimes we're even going to hit the road together. Make sure to join in the adventure by following me on Instagram, Lovely Travels. You can also join our Facebook group, Lovely Travels Community, and learn more about us at the website, lovelytravels.com. But for now, it's listening time. Travel vicariously along with us.
1: Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of the Lovely Travels podcast. Uh, with me here today is our very lovely Emma. Um, how, are you, how are you today?
0: Ciao, Darius.
1: Ciao, Bella. Yeah,
0: como estás?
1: Um... But, uh, uh, Great, thank you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have to say, my Spanish is very good. My Italiano is not so good. And although people say that they're quite similar, the accent is really different and the words are different. The intonation is really different.
1: I've often spoken Spanish to Italians and uh, I get lots of strange looks.
0: (laughs) Well, some of them, they could, like I would say, like, I speak Spanish, you know, could you understand? And they'll sort of, they could, but when they speak back, I... Yeah, I struggle. So, certain words are, are there, but other, you know, they're they're really they're quite different. So, anyway, we are talking about <laughs> we, we I'm doing my German accent now. We are talking about uh, Italy today, Italia,
1: Italia. And now I have the to land say, Land of yes,
0: actually, the land of what? Spaghetti.
1: No I, I was very very happy actually you interrupted me because <laughs> <laughs> I was about to spout some stereotypes
0: <laughs> Well I do, I did spaghetti um yeah. but there's much more to Italy than uh spaghetti and wonderful accent <laughs> and uh actually oh I should get Matthew in here to tell us a joke um, my friend my friend Jacques Barrett he does a he's a comedian and we went to see him and yeah. Matthew just this joke he still was giggling to himself like weeks later <laughs> uh, he says it, when Australians are in Italy a good yeah joke you can do is that you go up with a big map, like old school, hold a map up, and you go up to an Italian who really probably won't appreciate this, but uh, you say, oh, where's where's the river? And they say, oh, which river? And you go, arrivederci. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Matt just lovely it. It's
1: terrible. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, <"Arivedeci>, mate. <laughs> just... <laughs> You're like, oh, please don't. So, you know, as much as I said, just go and do it. Please don't. Um, it, it is uh, not, not uh, not polite, but uh, but funny, hilarious in a comedy context. Anywho,
1: yeah, um, and we'd like to thank our, our sponsor, the Italian Board of Tourism, um, who is probably appreciating this this introduction to the wonderful <laughs> and 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 uh, multifaceted country that is Italy.
0: We're too far in, Darius. We can't go back. Uh, so, but for me, actually, funnily enough, I wanted to go to Italy for so long, um, but I was also hesitant. So many people loved Italy and um, a lot of people, some people go back and basically, you know, they go there every year or I think mm. it was very um, glamorized with uh, Eat, Pray, Love, where she did uh, the eat part was in Italy. And, I uh, haven't seen it. Uh, The book, there's a book and the movie. There was also Under the Tuscan Sun. So there's a lot of people who say, oh, if I could, I would go and live in Italy and learn the language and do this and do that and very romanticised. And I don't like popular things. I think um, I'll end up talking about this on the French episode too. When people really want to do something, I want to do the opposite. So... I was sort of a little bit hesitant but the other reason I held off Italy for a long time is because um, I studied ancient Rome and uh, well, ancient history in year 11 and 12 and a lot of it is set mm-hmm. in Rome um, mm-hmm. and a lot of lot of history, the Romans were everywhere. So there's yep. heaps of history there and I wanted to do it justice and I didn't want to just go – I could have gone a number of times, especially when I was living in Europe in 2006. I could have, it's very easy to pop over to to Italy, but I wanted to do it well. And um, I actually ended up going in 2018 for the first time. Uh, My now husband and I with Matthew, uh, we did 10 days there. And I absolutely, all the stereotypes are true. I totally fell in love with it. We were in the, uh, around the Positano, so on the Amalfi Coast area, went mm-hmm. to Pompeii, went to Napoli, went to Tuscany, which I, and now I am that person. I want to go live in Italy and learn the language and take my children and <laughs> spend some it time is. there. And then we went to Rome and it was just, yeah, everything I'd hoped for and more. So sometimes it is worth saving a destination, but it, Yes. So, um, to say that the hype is worthwhile for Italy.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's, it is, uh, you know, one of the most popular tourist destinations, if not the most popular tourist destination in Europe, um, I'm sure, um, especially Rome. And But the, the the country has so much to offer, you know, you've got... And and such a wide range of of cultures as well, um, which and it's like which a small leads me country really. Yeah, it leads me into into my first fact of the day.
0: Um,
1: well, uh, yeah, because Italy has only been a country since eighteen sixty one, which isn't which is quite young in the scheme of things, especially in Europe. Um, and before that, it was a collection of smaller sovereign states, and which which you know is is part of the reason, of the many cultural variations uh, in the country.
0: Yes, and they're quite, um, you know, people like like I think it's Sicilians like almost like we're Sicilian first mm-hmm. over yeah. saying I'm Italian. Um, yeah. And, yeah, again, it's a small place but people can be only a few hours away but they feel very different. And the food um, very is very regional. Um, so yeah. Uh, the different types of food that we all know to and love to be Italian, actually, certain things come from certain parts.
1: Like spag bowl from Bologna.
0: There you go. I
1: don't, so know, I don't know. So, how many times
0: know. have you been to Italy? Because I've only been once. It's
1: it's, it's a little fuzzy um, because it is a very popular destination, and there's pictures of me in Sicily when I was just a wee little grub. Um, so I, th- I guess that was the first time, and and you know I've been to Sicily, I guess twice or three times. The last time was maybe five or six years ago. Yeah, uh, to Sicily. Um, I've also spent some time in the north around Milan and and the, the I guess it's the lakes region, the, the famous lakes around uh, Como and Lugano and. Um, Yeah, obviously all the all the lakes around there, which is an amazing spot. No no wonder all the rich people live there.
0: Yeah, I've seen photos of, um, only seen photos of Lake Como, but it looks spectacular. Oh, that's where I wanted to go to. I don't think it's there, but it's just reminded me. um, I want to say Chintadera to look that up Um, but it's this coastal place which you can get to from Tuscany and the place that I missed out on that I really wanted to go and we actually had it planned in was um, Pisa but it would have been a big epic day of just like driving there and then driving back to Tuscany and people just said you know as much as I would have loved to and I sometimes as you know Darius you've been on a trip with me I do like to cram it in uh, and I'm not afraid there of a road trip, is, yeah. but it was like, you know, it, Italy really forces you and encourages you to slow down and just to enjoy. And I just, it was really mm. nice just we were in Florence. We stayed actually just up on the hills on the outside of the city in an mm-hmm. Airbnb, just that quintessential Tuscany sort of view, like, you know, the rolling um, fields and those little mm. dotted trees. And then you can see the like the outline of the little, um, you know, church towers and things like that mm-hmm. and the the buildings are like that terracotta roof and the white and just charming. And um, yeah. so we'd stay in this lovely little place and I just woke up and I was like, I just want to have a chill. I just want to have a rest. I want to take it easy today and just, you know, sleep and do whatever and, and wander into town whenever we're ready and just eat food and wander around and just not have an agenda. It was actually mm-hmm. – Really nice, and I would um, would love to do some more of that (laughs) in Italy. Not just see stuff.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm. um, You know, I'm thinking about my next trip, um, and it'll probably be like along the north edge of Italy to Trieste. I'd really like to see Trieste, which is a kind of a crazy place Um, because it's like this little corner in between uh, Slovenia and and Croatia and Italy. So very. Culturally exciting, I think, um, but yeah, the the um, you know my time in 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 Italy has mostly been in Sicily, um, and that's a that's a wild place as well. It's for, for anyone who's wondering, it's the if you look at Italy, it looks like a boot, and then the, the big island at the bottom looks like the dog that the boot is kicking.
0: Basically, <laughs> that's
1: Sicily, um, and you know throughout history it was it was controlled by lots of different cultures, um, North African and, and Middle Eastern cultures. Um, and you can really see it, um, in the, in the, in the buildings and also in the, in the, in the food. Um, you know, there's that, yeah, it's like, it has like a, like a sort of rich North African Middle Eastern flair to it. Um, and also amazing the, the, um, Mount Edna, which is, which is a big volcano, um, it's a great place to go hiking and to walk up um, and just be impressed by by the amount of nature and, and igneous rocks that abound.
0: Ooh, look at you getting all. Uh, oh my god! I was going to say that I was going to say geography, but it's not. It's geology. Almost. Yes. <laughs> getting geological on us.
1: None of your bismuth.
0: Oh, butch. <laughs> well, I don't have take me that. for granted. <sighs> I have to um, already correct myself. So I was saying Cinque Terre before, but it's Cinque Terre uh, and it's in the northwest uh, of Italy and it's a coastal town, um, very colourful and just uh, the walk apparently is just splendid and Mm. I wanted, um, yeah, I wanted to try and squeeze that in, but again it would have been um, another just a bit of a bit of a rush so um, i will save that for another times um, so yeah it but it looks what, amazing what was
1: your favorite italian food that you ate ooh i feel like oh. that's you know when people think of italy they always think about the food
0: oh absolutely i would say um, I I loved the gelato. Like the gelato was incredible. Mm. And one of the coolest gelatos I had was in Positano and we saw these people walking around with a lemon, a giant lemon, like really they were really yeah. big lemons. And they so what they do is scoop the you know, the inside of the lemon out. Um mm. and then they pour the gelato into the lemon and serve it like that. And so and it's such a, you know, eye-catching type thing. Um, mm. And and it was very hot. It was summer, so it was very hot. So to see people walking around with that, and just like follow the lemons, where are we going to go? <laughs> uh, and it was so refreshing. And then really lovely in Positano, they've got this really cool style of um, art, um, really mm. bright colours and bold um, sort of. Cartoon like drawings, I guess, but mm-hmm. uh, lemons were featured a lot in the, that art, and so it just really stood out. Um, I think I even bought my mum a lemon Christmas tree decoration. I collect uh, buy Christmas tree decorations for her when I'm overseas, so I bought her a ceramic ceramic art. They do painting ceramic right. it's, uh, quite popular in Positano, so that really stood out. And then um, we actually had an amazing meal. Um, I'm going to look up the name right now because I have it here because I wrote a travel guide actually for Positano. Oh. Oh, it totally blew me away. Yeah, I wrote it for She Defined. So I'll put that in the show notes, um, a, a travel guide to Positano, Italy. And my one of our, our friends, a girl we went to high school with, Alana, was actually proposed to in Positano and it's just.
1: Oh, um, shout-outs to Alana.
0: It's one of those amazing photos that you just can't get out of your head and uh, so I actually wanted to go from that time and and then it sort of seemed like it was rising in popularity but um, we went and had this meal. Uh, It was incredible um, at the Ristorante um, La Taglia la tagliata and what it is is a it was a family owned restaurant and we stayed positano is a coastal town in the amalfi coast and so it's like built into the hill and there's a famous walk they got the walk of the gods which we didn't get to do unfortunately um but we were staying right near that um so a lot of people tend to stay down near the beach or mm-hmm. along the hillside Um, It was an easy – we got an Airbnb, absolutely epic, breathtaking views over the water and over the city below. And it turns out this La Tagliata was just up the hill from us. So a girl um, had been on her honeymoon there and saw that I was there and said, you must go to this restaurant. You know, this is the beauty of social media. Someone sees that you're in a place and messages you and goes, go there. So we went to this uh, La Tagliata and we got there early and we and our wonderful uh, Airbnb host in Positano, he was so lovely, um, Angelo, was just like say, oh, what do you want to do today? And then would call. Um, so instead of us having to try and book online or, or go and talk to them, he would call ahead and, and book for us, which was a really nice additional lovely service
1: that he yeah. provided.
0: Um, so, yeah, we went and he said go there early and so the restaurant owner came and met us and it's one of those lovely family-owned businesses so he's the son his mama's in the kitchen cooking and what they had was this beautiful stunning um they actually have weddings and stuff there view over the whole of Positano and we got there just before sunset so we got to see the sunset and then they actually have a farm underneath the restaurant and so we went mm. and saw the vegetables and the animals and everything that they cook is, is right there. Um, so, and then it was, a um, three course dinner with mm-hmm. wine for 40 euros each, which is really quite Burger. reasonable. Yeah, yeah, really. And he was like, do you like red or white? And we were like, uh, well, I like white and my husband likes red. He's like, then both, then you have both. So <laughs> <laughs> we were like, "Oh, he goes, you have both. So just two bottles of wine uh, yeah. and then just just like a mix, like a little sampler plate and they say that no night would be the same. They just each night do like sort of selections of pasta, selections of meats. Mm. They sing in the restaurant. They, you know, it's just and it's packed out all the time. Um, it was just one of the best meals and – You know, I think it's like that thing that you like pass it on. So then I knew somebody going and she'd seen, oh, you're in Positano. What should I do? And I'm like, okay, you have to go to this restaurant. And then Mm. her friend went and so she told her that she had to go. So, um, yeah, that was an incredible like family, you know, sort of. Ital- the real Italian hospitality experience so although yeah. I can't articulate that was a very long answer to your very short question <laughs> the, um, the favorite food but it was um, just just that whole it's, experience of eating
1: uh, yeah I think and that's a very good point um, the it's not so much you know maybe not one particular dish but I, I really enjoy the the simplicity and the and the value mm. of, on good ingredients uh, or the you know, the focus on, on good ingredients and um, just, yeah, making making delicious things with, with what's available.
0: Do you have um, any standout memories of food?
1: Of food? Sure. In in, in Sicily, um, so you, you start your day with a granita, which is like a, a shaved ice sort of – it's like a sorbet. But, Yum. But not like – it's like a cross between a sorbet and a slurpee Yes, um, and then you get it with like you can get it with espresso poured over the top. So you start your day with iced espressos, mm. and uh, um, oh, just the coffee in Italy is also amazing. Um, the and and um, I guess one of my favourite foods uh, from Italy is bottaga, which is um, it's like um, fish roe, ro, like fish eggs, which are pr- compressed into a block and then dried and uh it's like it's like it looks like a piece of cheese kind of and you grate it onto pasta
0: wow and then
1: like just fresh cooked pasta with with this incredible it's like it tastes like the sea like you you eat it and it feels like you're standing on a wharf like watching fishing boats come in
0: you're a fish guy i remember in um when we did our road trip through the Baltics, you were, you yeah. like, you like the, the, is it herring for breakfast? Yeah. 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 Where I'm like,
1: the, yeah. You, shout out to, to Hotel Legend in, in Estonia <laughs> with the three types of pickled herrings on the breakfast buffet.
0: <laughs> You're a fish kind of guy. I, re, I know that.
1: Yeah. Um, and then, oh, yeah. Just, just, um, yeah, I like the simplicity of, of the Italian uh, cuisine
0: um as you say it is and they've got like a couple of ingredients and that's where um pizza has gone all wrong in um western countries where they just load it up with all this stuff and that's what we get used to the pizza hut and dominoes and things like that Mm. because that's what we were probably introduced to first and even Mm. italian restaurants in western countries have sort of i guess um played upon that but now a lot of them are stripping back and then people go, oh, that's not pizza. And you're like, no, no, that is the actual pizza. Like, we drove into Napoli and braved the horrendous traffic, which we were warned about. Matthew said, you know, he nearly broke up with me over that drive. Um, Really, really upset. It was...
1: Were you driving or was he he driving? he drove.
0: It was just very hectic and narrow streets and trying to park and we thought our car was going to get, our hire car was going to get stolen and just... It was just all like – it was like this pizza better be bloody worth it and we went to this pizza place um, which yeah. is right now going to escape my um, – but it was like the famous one and had this, you know, mm. big and they're huge but they're very, very, very thin and just – we just had the um, the margaritas so just the tomato sauce on the thin base cheese. with the cheese. <laughs> and it's a very floppy pizza whereas some – you know, they don't do the, cru- the crispy crust there. It's quite a soft um, – pizza mm. and yeah you could oh just it was it was melt in your mouth um mm. deliciousness and it was like yeah if that hadn't been good i don't think i would be married now <laughs> 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 it'll make you and break you there you go uh but, you go. yeah but that's it and it was so simple and that's what i remember and i i did have to I have to say from from the movie Eat, Pray, Love, like she did, do a trip down to Napoli for the pizza. Yeah. Uh, Naples, um, we would call it in English. Or um, I also wanted to go to there because of. Uh, actually, I think we that was us in drama class. We were doing. We didn't end up getting to perform it, but we. Were the Merchant doing, of Venice. No, it wasn't the Merchant of Venice. It was. Um, <gasps> Gosh, my memory is so bad. It was one of Shakespeare's uh, plays, but they it's set in Naples. And so ever since then, I was like, well, I want to go to Naples. It was about a shipwreck. Yeah. Listeners are really going, it's this one. Sh-
1: shouting at us,
0: uh, Shakespeare, Naples. <laughs> There's probably a few. He said a few things in Italy. The Tempest? Yes, yes. We were doing a scene from that, uh, you and I. Uh, we didn't end up performing it in the end, but we did practice it. Uh, so, yes, that was one of my reasons for going there to have pizza. Uh, and I had a fun story, actually, um, funny thing happening. Well, it's just uh, the smallness of the world um, and the smallness of the Shire, actually. I knew this <laughs> girl, Beck uh, from the Shire, and she was in Italy and was going to be getting married. Um, And so we were um, just seemed to be a beat behind her, and I had been on her Instagram. I was following her going along. She ended up actually getting married in Positano, and just was like, "Oh, seeing what she had been up to." And then we were in Florence, and we were deciding we wanted to go to the Duomo, the the dome uh, Mm -hmm. of the the main cathedral, and. because Matthew had been to Florence before and he'd been to the cathedral, but he hadn't got to go into the dome. And they said, Mm. oh, the the tickets were sold out. So we're like, okay, well, we can't do that. You know, what else to do? Go and eat. So we were hungry. And then at the last second they were like, oh, actually we could get you tickets if you want to. So I was like, oh, do we go and do this cultural thing? Mm. Or Mm. now we're hungry. So we decided food <laughs> and so we went and we just found a restaurant right near the Duomo um and sat down and, and ordered uh and obviously I, I remember it very clearly a truffle I had a truffle gnocchi and I can taste that beautiful just just simple <laughs> gnocchi with truffle and parmesan and just amazing but I look over and we were sitting there to watch it was the World Cup was on And we sat down and Australia was playing. So, of course, you're in Italy, Australia's playing, so there's a bunch of Australians around. I look two tables over and there's Beck and her husband. (laughs) I'm like, hey, Beck. She's like, oh hey, uh, and we started like sort of talking over this other table and they're like, do you want to swap? And we said, yeah. <laughs> so we ended up having this like meal with them and talking all about our travels in Italy and just having a beer and watching the Australian game. And it was like, oh, that is so Australian, just to bump into someone from the Shire outside, you know, and it was <laughs> choosing to eat and watch soccer over going and doing something cultural. But it was, it was a sure. really fun moment, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> um Yeah, no no Italy um and my my partner Sylvie she's she really loves it as well and she's been a couple of times by herself. Um It's 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 a wonderful place and um I think yeah, I don't know if you should be worried about going there. I think the most dangerous thing are, are all the tourists. Uh
0: well, I, I think it, the, the trains. I've heard. Have, I didn't. We didn't go on a train. We hired a car, which is um, quite sketchy. Uh, <laughs> we actually did. A, we did a naughty. I hope the um, the car hire company never hears this. But we parked. the The streets are so narrow. Driving in Positano was terrifying, and yeah. the cars are tiny, but the roads are tiny, and it's just and they drive fast because they're used to them. But mm. we parked our car on this like hillside you know, this narrow hill and there's nowhere else to park. That's where you have to park. And so someone had sideswiped us. Uh, Not too bad, just a little bit, but, you know, you're going to – I think we didn't take the proper insurance. So that was top tip, top tip for Italy. Take, if you do hire a car, travel insurance, yeah, insurance always. I mean, things at the time and unnecessary expense, but then it's very stressful if you don't. And so when we were in Florence, I had needed to buy something in a shop and then spotted an eyeliner and decided I needed that. And I thought it was five euros and it ended up – I. The tag was wrong and it ended up being quite a, like 15 euros and I was like, I wouldn't have bought that and I was really annoyed about this eyeliner that I bought. Turns yeah. out that eyeliner saved us uh, because Ash, just before we went and dropped the car back, uh, Matthew oh, no, you- used my very expensive <laughs> eyeliner and coloured in and very fortunately we had a black car, a black <laughs> eyeliner, and he coloured in the scratches and they did the inspection and they didn't notice. So... You know. <laughs> Yeah, there you I go. Love so it. If you hire a car, if it gets sideswiped, just ensure that you have a very expensive eyeliner. And I still had the eyeliner; I got to use it afterwards as well. It's been it's been great. It's a little
1: bit uh, this is off topic, but relevant. Um, <laughs> I once I was moving out of an apartment in in Sydney, um, and behind the blinds, like the so you know the part of the blinds that is always covered because that's where the blinds open to. I would broken a window, like carrying stuff out of it. Um, and I was doing the in- inspection like to the, the, the handover of the apartment and every time the estate agent got close to that bit, I'd start wrapping her in a conversation. She'd be like looking <laughs> along the window, is there any damage on the windows? And I'm like, ah, oh, so how long have you been doing this? And she, you know, started talking and talking and every time she got close to this corner, I'd have to make up a new topic of conversation to distract her. Um, That's pretty clever. But it worked. Well
0: yeah, it done. It worked. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, yes, you have to be a bit crafty when you travel, a bit cheeky and naughty. Have you ever been to Rome?
1: I have not, but mm. I did recently rewatch watch uh, Dan Brown's Angels and Demons starring Tom Hanks.
0: Mm. So you basically have been?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ba- basically. Basically, I have. Practically.
0: Um, I'm being really useless on this episode because I'm having like a flashback of this wonderful gelato shop. I mean, there's so many, but I'm... Oh, it was near the um, near the fountain, near the the Trevi fountain. Again, it yeah. would probably be so many. But did you like know over three
1: thousand euros, three thousand euros are thrown into the fountain every single day, which means there's like over a million euros worth of money thrown into that fountain every year.
0: That's crazy. And what do people? Where does it um, hmm. go?
1: It gets it gets um, it gets donated to charitable causes.
0: Oh, that's lovely. So.
1: So the internet says it could also be going. There might be a, a, a fountain mafia situation going on.
0: Could be. It's it's very it's very impressive. Um, that was, um, I think, for both of us, it was probably our least favorite of the trip. I mean, it's for me still remarkable. The fountain
1: man. or Rome?
0: Rome, Rome. Yeah. Um, Matthew found it. He felt unsafe. So there is um, in Italy. There is uh, petty crime. Um, yeah. So, you know, and look, it's to be said anywhere that you have to be aware of your surroundings, but it has, what I was saying before, sorry, it was about the trains. Uh, so we had hired mm. a car, but I know that people who've travelled on the trains have been a bit nervous um, uh, or and even had, even my brother said uh, he was keeping an eye, like you basically have to hold your bags and watch your bags, but um, there's a lot of pickpocketing and he mm. spotted somebody and he said if he hadn't have been watching him, he would have taken something but he was he watched him like a hawk and he couldn't do it because he somebody had eyes on him so yeah i mean and there's only so much you can do keep your bags on you but there's only so much you can do if somebody's going to get you they're going to get you so it is something to be mindful of so matt just felt a bit i don't know it was very busy it's i mean rome is rome it's um all all roads lead to rome so everybody wants to go there it's extremely popular Yep. But for me, standing in the Colosseum just was, uh, you know, a dream come true. Walking down the, the towards the Forum, um, going to the Trevi Fountain—like this, is just there's just so much history in that city, and so many monumental moments—that um, I found it to be truly remarkable um i would go back we went to the sistine chapel um and i've been mm-hmm. to which will be another <laughs> a very short episode maybe we'll wait till you go there darius um i have been to the vatican and the vatican oh, wow. is, uh, a country so it's a sorry it's a, it it's is a, a, country. a territory so there are 195 UN-193 UN-recognized countries in the world and two special territories, and they are Taiwan and the Vatican. So I have a photo that I'll have to put up of me holding up um, like the point, uh, you know, holding up my phone to show that I'm in the Vatican, uh, technically in the Vatican, so to prove that I had been there. We didn't go <laughs> to the polls, um, so where the Pope usually goes and stands. We didn't go over there because by the time we'd gone through the Sistine Chapel, like, yeah. and it is just bumper to bumper. There are so many people. It'd be, it would be so interesting to see what it's like now post COVID and how they manage it. Mm. Um, but I've, by the time we. A we'd friend of
1: mine went. Up, yeah. A friend of mine went just. Um, Last year, in like February or January, like just before uh, Corona ruined our lives, um, and he 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 was he was like, look, it's super interesting, but I'd never go again. It is just so busy, and it's such a tourist trap. Um, super yeah. interesting culturally, and 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 the buildings, and the churches, and all the all that stuff. But he's like, it's just it's almost predatory. You know, people are just out for your money everywhere.
0: Yeah, so it's really it is intense, and um, we found that. And of all the places we stayed, it was our least favorite accommodation. It was like mm. kind of not like it was the most expensive and the least value for money. Like yeah. um, we thought we were in one room, and then they got it wrong, and they had to move us to another room. And then we had a shared bathroom in in the apartment, and there were other people staying in the Airbnb. So
1: I don't you had think to they wait. got it wrong.
0: <laughs> So it was just like, yeah, that was that sort of was like a bit of put our nose out of joint a little bit already, um, yeah. but yeah, it. Um, I, I I would uh, yeah I would go back. So yeah, we are uh, once we'd done the Siste- once we had done we had been to the Sistine Chapel, which was wonderful to see. I mean, absolutely, yeah. we're just in a room full of people though. You are you just you are just like inside, like you can see how. <laughs> how corona spread there uh, because <laughs> it so um yeah personal space was not a thing uh we were just packed like sardines looking up it was quite incredible but yeah I was then starving and again it was that thing of like we could go and see some Paul's, we could go and see more stuff or we could actually go and enjoy a meal and sit down and it was hot and so we went just nearby we tried to be quite um, convenient in Rome, didn't really go and look for, whereas other places I had really looked for um, recommendations and things like that and tried to f- seek out restaurants. We just went where it was convenient. Yeah. And I yeah. I really enjoyed then sitting there and having a Negroni and uh, we had also uh, Campari and, um, and Aperol Spritzes. I was very much into Aperol Spritzes, oh. delicious. And we sat there and had yeah. a couple of drinks other. and food, and it was good.
1: Yeah. And until we get that uh, big beverage money, other other drinks are available.
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> no, but then, like, I just remember because Aperol Spritz is bright orange and it's a very popular yeah. drink at the moment. And then Campari is pink, but Campari, and which is used in Negroni, sorry, is very bitter. Um, yeah. So it was like I thought like thinking of the flavour of Aperol spritz but just a bit different and then you drink the ones with Campari and you're like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. It's, okay, it's pretty, that hits, hits the throat.
1: It's pretty hectic. Um, yeah, Italy. I, I, I still think it's worthwhile. Uh, maybe skip Rome unless you're super into the history or unless you know it's not going to be very busy. Um, well,
0: or start in Rome. That was probably our mistake. in in hindsight we started in positano well we flew into rome went straight to positano which was absolutely breathtaking um very relaxing just beautiful just the perfect sort of summer holiday Mm. um and then ended up in rome so where had we started in rome done the had the history had the food and stuff like that our trip would have just got better and better um Hmm. While we were in Positano, we actually also went to Pompeii, which is very famous. And oh. I was like a kid in a candy store. I was uh, and we found a guide on it. I think it's called Get Your Guide. It's an um an app. And Matt booked that and it was she was really great. She was phenomenal. Her name was Paula, Actually and I told her <laughs> we said to her get your guide it's it's good to find um activities and so we just hired a guide through that and she took us around pompeii which is really important because like you can just walk around but you want to know what you're looking at and get the story and again i studied that in um ancient history so it was really like a uh, that was uh, 15 years before and i to be able to go there and actually see it with my own eyes was phenomenal and uh but yeah, I said, oh yeah, we're going to Florence and we're we're going to see David. And she said, oh, who's David? And I said, David, like the statue. <laughs> but the way I'd said it sounded like we're going to go see our yeah
1: friend. yeah yeah yeah. <laughs>
0: And it was just like, I was like, are you sure you're Italian? And she's like, oh, my God. She's like, I never heard someone say like that. And she's like, oh, I can't believe I said that. No, we're just going to go see David. Just coming out yeah, with
1: David. Dave, Dave, Dave's going to make some time for us.
0: <laughs> the David, um, which, you know, was fun. And you do the hee-hee uh, photo. Yep.
1: I've, um, we've now almost mentioned we, – we've almost uh, given the viewers – viewers, the listeners a fact – um, I'd like to round it off, um, and it's it's volcano related. So we talked oh. about Mount Edna in, yes. on Sicily, and you talked about
0: uh, Pompeii,
1: which was was destroyed by Vesuvius. Um, and the third uh, volcano is Mount Stromboli, which I've also been to. Uh, there is there is it's um, it's an island off the coast of Sicily, and you can you get a you get a like a, a fast boat called a Um and, and Stromboli is like there's all the like the whole island smells of sulfur it's like being on a different planet and uh, there's like the mud baths and it's it's pretty pretty bizarre pretty bizarre
0: that's awesome and
1: the, the beaches you have to be careful where you go swimming because there's like boiling water coming up out of the out of the ground Oh, my God. <laughs> it's pretty wild. So it is, yeah, Mount Stromboli, uh, which the fact is that uh, Italy is home to Europe's only three active volcanoes. Really? Yeah.
0: There you go. What about, um, oh, is Iceland not part of Europe then? This is me being terrible with my ge- geography. Uh,
1: too many questions, too many questions. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, no I, I really don't know.
0: Because there was the one that went off in Iceland that caused yeah. that trouble.
1: Yeah, um, I I guess Iceland is part of the EU, is it? Iceland, EU, googling on the show because (laughs) we we are prepared.
0: Hey, you know, those things come up, you forget. Um, But
1: Iceland is heavily integrated into the European Union via the agreement on the European Economic Area and the Schengen Agreement, despite its status as a non-EU member state.
0: Well, there you go. So um,
1: Iceland okay. applied for membership in 2009, but the application was controversial and the Icelandic government later froze the application.
0: Hmm. There you go.
1: So technically no.
0: Okay. Um, well, there you go. The, the volcano fact stands. Um, I want to highlight um, a place that would not have otherwise been on our itinerary, but I was searching for I wanted to go to Tuscany and mm-hmm. people talk about Tuscany but like don't always say like like where do I go in Tuscany because it's a region mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so Florence is in Tuscany but um Florence is quite a big city and you don't have to go far like we literally stayed on the hill overlooking sort of the city center and mm-hmm. we we were it, looked like Tuscany that you imagine, so which is the vineyards, uh, rolling green hills, uh, lots of fresh food, very provincial. Um, uh, But there's also this sort of um, medieval like look to some of the buildings and I wanted that look. Anyway, I was, I don't know, looking through an article and this photo just came up and I was like, that is what I think Tuscany is. And it yep. turns out it's this place called Montepulciano, which is a medieval town. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's got like a fortified wall around it, and um, uh, yeah, it just was like, okay, well, we have to stay there. And we spent one night, but honestly, it was a hi- like the unexpected highlight of our trip. And mm. we stayed just inside the wall, um, mm-hmm. so we're staying in this medieval building. But the inside of the um, Airbnb had been refurbished, so it was very funky um, modern with the outside yeah. being really old and just yeah. all we did was just wander around this charming little town, which is basically on a, it almost feels like you're on a castle. And this main courtyard or, or town square was actually, I was like, this looks familiar. This looks familiar. And um, I just typed in Montepulciano town square. Turns out it was in the second Twilight movie. Uh, it was where the Valkyrie, the, the, the vampire lords, uh, is where they were. It's the scene that was uh, filmed there. So it was oh. that was quite interesting. But the food in that town was just simple and perfect. And we just had these beautiful two days of simplicity and relaxation. And we would go back there any day.
1: So I thought, um, I was, you know, I was going to make a reference to Ridley Scott's. Uh, Gladiator, starring Russell Crowe as Maximus, uh, because his home area is like where what it looks like in Tuscany. Yes. And then you go ahead and spoil it with a reference to Twilight.
0: <laughs> I thought I
1: was, I was in charge for bad movie references.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. I can uh, come to the party with that. I think so many films have been um, fil- filmed in uh, Italy. So Under the Tuscan Sun, Epro Love, I've already mentioned. Um,
1: oh, n- I'm n- not to out. not to forget the the Tuscan Raiders, um,
0: the Italian job.
1: Uh, the Italian, no t- Tuscan <laughs> I Raiders. Hope that was held uh, in
0: um, Italy. Itali- Itali- Italy, God.
1: <laughs> Tuscan Raiders are, are, are from um, Star Wars. They live on Tatooine. They just happen to be known as Tuscan Raiders.
0: Um, You're doing really I well with um, irrelevant segues on this episode. <laughs>
1: Okay, okay. The (laughs) average Italian consumes 25 kilos of pasta per year.
0: Oh, good on them. Yeah.
1: I wonder if that's like dry weight or or cooked weight.
0: Hmm, there you go. I don't know. But I loved loved, um, the service stations in Italy. I don't know if you've driven, but the petrol stations were like gourmet. Yeah,
1: it's like a deli.
0: They were incredible. We had a meal at one of them and it was like, you know, not like our crappy ones where you're like lucky to get the pie without getting salmonella. It's, um, oh, my gosh. And the bag of, I love olives, marinated olives. But you know what's funny is like in Italian restaurants here in Australia and in other places, you can always get a bowl of olives. Like it's always on Mm. the menu and antipasto is such a common thing. But Mm. when I was in Italy, I just wanted a little bowl of olives and they just didn't do it. People eat a lot of olives. It was in the cooking but and they eat them at home like that. But in the restaurants, like one place I did ask for it and they gave me these tiny little bowls, like tiny little, they weren't like the big, thick, juicy sort of green olives or stuffed yeah. olives that I'm used to. And I was like, I just thought that was like an Italian thing. And it's like, no, it's something that we've sort of built in into Western culture, um, westernised Italian restaurants. I was like, what?
1: Yeah. How can we make this meal more Italian? All right. um, just, just just, put some olives on the table.
0: Hurry, hurry. And so I wish I would have loved to have bought that. It was like two euros for a giant bag of yeah. marinated olives. And I was like, I cannot consume that many. I probably could actually. I probably shouldn't consume that many olives in 10 days. But um, gosh, I wish I had have. Uh, yeah, so that, would, that was fun. Um, if you are yeah. driving, make sure you to stop. I'm looking forward to in. Um, hopefully, fingers crossed. We're now in um, 2021. My cousin is getting married in August 2022 in uh, Sardinia, and I. Ooh, ooh, lovely! Would love to be able to go. So, and if we can go and we're able to travel uh, internationally in 2022. Fingers crossed, we're potentially Darius, So you know, dropping the dropping the bomb here. Woo! Potentially coming over to Europe for three months.
1: We so should um, we should meet in Sardinia and have some Sardinian food.
0: We should. We I think there'll be a few uh, catch ups in Europe. Uh, hopefully.
1: Oh, great! We could we could um, travel and put it off as a business expense.
0: We can and record as we go, so we'll have to do shout-outs for uh, suggestions, Uh, but I will very much be trying to contribute to slash potentially finish my Europe travels while there, but I'm also torn because obviously I want to Revisit places and I want to take Matthew to places that he hasn't been and I want to spend yeah. time with my beautiful friends like you. So we'll have to try and make it all come together. But a uh, shout-out to episode number 31. We had Deborah. Go episode number 31. Deborah Sorry. Ducci, the – Photographer, who was my photographer for my wedding in Mexico. So she lives in Mexico but she is Italian and we talked a little bit in that episode about her Italian heritage and her her home country. Uh, ciao,
1: Deborah.
0: Ciao, ciao. So um, I very much hope this won't be the, the last Italian episode. It would be wonderful to, yeah, go there again. Uh, we have a lot of, a lot of, a lot of countries to get through. So, mm-hmm. hopefully by the time we come back to Italy, it will be when we are in it together. Yeah, uh, or eating
1: least, something delicious.
0: Yeah. And, uh, yeah, recording live from there uh, or recording as we go, like we did for our epic road trip episode in number eight. This is uh, a little plugs here, Darius. Join, join me. Well, yeah, there. you're doing
1: great. You're doing great. Did you know uh, batteries were invented in Italy? Um, in 1800, um, by Alessandro Volta. And <laughs> he actually uh, is the, the namesake of the unit of electrical power, the volt.
0: The volt. Yes. Very good. And so it's an cheers, excellent. Alessandro. Cheers. Grazie. Mille grazie. Um, yes. Grazie mille. Um, we better wrap up because we have been rambling for a while and. Uh, <laughs> But please do, um, yeah, check out some of our other episodes on the Lovely Travels podcast. Um, tell us where else they can check us out, Darius.
1: Well, you could um, check us out on Instagram uh, at Lovely Travels. Um, you could check out the Facebook page, Lovely Travels, or the Lovely Travels community. Um where I'd swoop by every six weeks or so. <laughs> um,
0: and we have wonderful conversations in there. So we do. It is. Uh, it
1: is. Um, every, every time I I, I go, I, I'm a little bit sad that I don't use the Facebooks more these days because, um, yeah, the, the conversations are great. It's, um, it's lovely. And um, there is also a website, lovelytravels.com.
0: And then you can also email us. So if you would like to us. comments, questions, feedback, uh, suggestions, um, corrections,
1: applications for <laughs> guestage.
0: Yes, we um, we we would love to. I uh, might pop that in the travels community. We have some episodes coming up, and it's always lovely to have a local. So, um, and as I said, we did have an Italian already on the podcast, so we decided to do this one ourselves. But. Uh, there's plenty of room for locals to join us on future episodes. So if you are one of those people and you want to share about your country and talk, tell us some more tips and maybe some not only fun facts, which Darius does well, but actually, you know, correct facts as opposed to my dodging... I, I, am,
1: I am a little bit offended, but that's No, fine.
0: your facts are good. I'm talking about my lack of memory, factual... <laughs> Documenting where I went. I'm like, you know, you know that gelato shop, you know the one, you know the restaurant, the one with the Aperol spritzes.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I thought about um, mentioning some of my favorite Italian restaurants around Dusseldorf, <laughs> uh, but I decided not to because they're already overrun. So back off, everyone.
0: <laughs> Leave me alone with my Italian food. Okay, yeah. uh, grazie, ciao, and until next time. Arrivederci.
1: Arrivederci. That's
0: it. We did it. (laughs) We did it. Don't include that. You always include that bit.